0: We come to this place for magic. We come to Review to laugh, to cry, to drink. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn together. Review. we make movie podcasts better. Nick and Amy will be gone but then we never really existed. Nick loved a girl I was pretending to be. Cool girl. Men always use that, don't they, as their defining compliment. She's a cool girl. Cool girl is hot. Cool girl is gay. Cool girl is fun. Cool girl never gets angry at her man. She only smiles in a chagrin loving manner, and then presents her mouth for fucking. Hey everybody, That's this is Pop 4 Review and Movie Podcast. I am Matt, along with Jimmy and Kelly. Hi.
1: Hi.
0: So that's the clip. Um, yeah, so today we are continuing our, what are we, third week? Yes, third week of our...
1: Good for her.
0: ...month. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about the banging. And this week, as you couldn't tell from our clip, it is Gone Girl. Uh, so Jimmy, can you grace us with a summary? On the occasion of his fifth wedding anniversary, Nick Dunn reports that his wife, Amy, has gone missing. Under pressure from the police and a growing media frenzy, Nick's portrait of a blissful union begins to crumble. Soon his lies, deceits, and strange behavior have everyone asking the same dark question. Did Nick Dunn kill his wife? Okay, so the Rotten Tomato score, this is, the, this is the rare case that the Rotten Tomato score audience and critics are the same. It is 87% critics, 87% audience. That is too low for this film. I actually was surprised how low it was, given that like I really don't hear bad things about this movie. But except when the Oscars go to it, then they're like, we forgot everything about this except for Rosamund Pike. Watching this movie, I was like, how is that, like, how did this not, how did this get snubbed in everything? I was Score, like- Score, screenplay. Even the director, pick, I was like, just, I'm like, at least, like, imagine she got snubbed. I would be, Ooh. I would have been like, whoa, that's a, uh, no, no, Missy. Carrie Coon. I wouldn't say she was like the person that she I would- She is like one of my favorite parts of that movie. I'm not saying she's not good. Who but, like, won
1: best astra- act- actress that year? 2004? It was what the twenty four. It was the twenty fourteen Oscars. Yeah.
0: Why do I want to see Meryl Streep for the Iron Lady? That was twenty thirteen. Hold on. Let or me twelve. See. While you're doing that, Jimmy, be quiet for a second, because I'm going to say the drink this month. Oh, okay, okay. It is. It is called the sweet but sour. It is pink lemonade, gin, spiked lemonade, raspberry lemonade, cotton candy vodka, and Sprite. We'll be enjoying that all month long. We've been enjoying it all month long. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Did you find your answer? Oh, uh, this is the right one. What is taking you so long? This is the year where I was like. Julianne off. Moore won for Still Alice. Was yeah. Birdman twenty fourteen as well? I yeah, I think so, so. Yeah, so this was the, these were the winners. It was Birdman for picture, it was Eddie Redmayne for The Theory of Everything, Julianne Moore for Still Alice, Patricia Arquette for Boyhood, and J.K. Simmons for Whiplash.
1: Okay, so I'm going through the nominees for Best Actress. They were Julianne Moore for Still Alice. She was the winner, and it was Marion Cotillard for Two Days, One Night. Felicity Jones for The Theory of Everything, Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl, and Reese Witherspoon for Wild.
0: I'm kind of for Rosamund so, Pike, to be honest with you, out of all those.
1: I remember I really liked um, Reese Witherspoon and Wild.
0: I didn't see I did not
1: care I did not care for still Alice I remember she was amazing like still Alice was good but like out of the movies I did not care for it too much
0: wasn't that the wasn't that because like I mean like no disrespect to Julianne Moore but like wasn't that like the reasoning was like it was her time to win type situation yeah
1: yeah she had been nominated four times before that
0: I think the only other person like out of this like Eddie Redmayne was very good I enjoyed him I thought Rosamund Pike should have won, J.K. Simmons should have won, and Patricia Arquette, I thought, should have won. So pretty much everyone but the best actress was spot on. You liked Eddie Redmayne? I thought he was excellent in that. But I know you don't like him, so that's why I'm surprised you said that. No, but he's only did the Danish girl, and that was a complete garbage fire. Except for uh, Alicia Vikander.
1: No, I'm just saying, I'm surprised no. you liked him in that. Well, Jimmy's more partial towards Eddie Redmayne. I'm the one who does not
0: like she Eddie She hates Redmayne. Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. I have. I like him in some... some oh, I thought you never liked him. Oh, Okay. No, no, that's me. That's okay. That's me. I'm getting you guys confused. But Ju- I feel like
1: Julianne Moore probably also eked it out. This sounds really bad, but because she was also portraying someone with Alzheimer's and she did do an excellent job. So in terms saying- of having to throw yourself into a role, like she like was, I think I remember she was like, you know, portraying herself, just like losing control of every part of her body. So.
0: And I'm not saying that doesn't deserve to win, but like it also, I, I didn't see Still Out, so it's hard to say this, but I know like I just. I'm saying, like, I feel like Roseman Pike also threw herself in the role in just a different way, but... I, I yeah. think she
1: did, too, but you know what the biggest issue is, is that Gone Girl, out of all of these movies, is the most mainstream of them, mm-hmm. so, and we all know prior to, like, maybe, like, a year or two ago, mainstream movies, even if you get nominated, the odds of you winning are, like, pretty much zero. <laughs>
0: no, yeah. I feel like that's, that's, like, I mean, like, I feel like that's still somewhat the case, but... I mean, it's fine to like, t- like smaller films, but like, you know, like them all, like everything. Um, Jimmy, would you like to bring us in with some shotgun facts? Yeah, yeah, I'm all ready. I'm ready for them. you ready for number one? So ready. This is the feature film debut of Carrie Coon.
1: Okay, next. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Wait, re- this this is her first movie or like her e- first anything? Her first feature film. She was on TV and stage, but... Leftovers was, her... was before or after this? It was like during that time. I think it either was just starting or like she just did leftovers oh, okay. like the first season and then or she was like this. filming both of them yeah oh, okay okay continue um number two Reese Witherspoon Charlize Theron Natalie Portman Emily Blunt Rooney Mara Olivia Wilde Abby Cornish and Julianne Huff were all considered for the role of Amy I'm sorry wait wait wait, wait. Julianne Huff is
1: thrown into that
0: <laughs> Julianne Huff? yes I have to say, I mean, I remember reading about like Reese Witherspoon because she, she produces it and she was supposed to be in it. And I remember reading like she, she was like, pr- she bought the rights for her to star in it. And then if you get to my um, next fact in two times, to- I'll do that at the fourth one third because it makes more sense. Is it about the Reese Witherspoon yes. thing? Oh, OK. Then maybe. Okay. But but okay, go, on. go on. there's two reasons why Reese Witherspoon, like I think the way they like she read the script and everything and the way that uh, Gillian Flynn like wrote Amy. She's like, that's not me. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a diabolic, diabolical like bitch. Isn't that when an actress does that? Yeah, but Reese Witherspoon, I, I have a feeling she's very hard to play that. But also, I mean, Tom Cruise. I think she knew
1: her limitations, yeah. right? Okay, I
0: think she said, as a producer, I am not the best person for this role. There are other people who can do this role. And that's a great producer. Not being like, I need to be the face of this movie. So, well, Tom Cruise was, was wanted as Nick Dunn. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be with him and Reese Witherspoon. But they both also dropped out. 'Cause they both refuse to do full frontal nudity. Does she have but she doesn't really she's I know nude. in the shower scene they're both actually naked, but like yeah. you don't you see more of him than her, right? You see him for all of a split second. I know, but it's more her back though, is facing no. the camera. No? No. Oh, okay.
1: Okay You don't see her front. I yeah, you do. I don't remember but I literally just watched that last week. You don't see her front at all. I, I think mean, she you see just, her boobs, you don't see her lower half. You don't, see, her uh, you lower don't half. see
0: the lower part, but you see... Uh, maybe they didn't want to do any nudity? Oh, maybe. They might have, just, I mean, you, they might have been actually naked in the shower, but yeah. you just might have... They maybe, I don't they want think to do Reese
1: that. Witherspoon or Tom Cruise have ever done, like, any type of almost completely nude. Reese Witherspoon, I can't remember anything.
0: The only thing I can think of, and I didn't see it, but it would be wild, but I don't think she did in wild, right? No. Yeah. And I know that um, there was a reason why... David Fincher wanted them to be actually nude in the shower. I'll tell you why. Because I read that one. It was something about, like, French films and, like, there's no vanity. It's like you're just, yeah. like, the two of you. It was at that moment that they were being honest with each other. Yeah, that's what it was yeah. supposed to be. Jimmy, come on. Get your second film. No, because I didn't write it down here. Okay. So, number three. Okay. Well, not really number four. David Fincher cast Emily Radzikowski. Jow- Radzikowski? Yes, thank you. Radzikowski. How How I know that, I'm not I sure I know. <laughs> On recommendation by Ben Affleck, Fincher admitted that he had no idea who she was until Affleck told him to watch her appearance in the infamous Robin Thicke Blurred Line video where she's fully naked. Fincher was impressed by her work ethic during the filming because according to her, I was ready to be a student and he was the best teacher. He wants me to do 100 takes and I want to do them for him. No, you. when you do a David Fincher movie, you have to be like ready to I feel like that's why all his stars get angry with them like I know Gary Oldman for Mank he was like they got in the fight and I was like you don't sign on for a David Fincher movie unless you know you're gonna do like a hundred takes like for what every was scene it, like just the scene of Rooney Mara and Jesse Eisenberg in the social network the opening scene was like they did like 500 times mm-hmm.
1: who was it that he got into a fight with on what was it American Hustle oh wait I got confused that's, with David O. Russell yeah that's
0: David O. Russell okay
1: they're both very
0: like picky I think directors so now the shotgun number five In order to figure out his character, Ben Affleck researched and studied several men who were accused and convicted of killing their wives. He paid particular attention to Scott Peterson. I've read about this. Isn't there like a case that's similar to actually what happened in the movie? Sort of, like loosely? Like where she's not really dead? Yeah. Scott Peterson killed his wife. Oh then I I I quickly was glancing to see and they were like, Is Gone Girl based on a true story? I saw his name and someone else's name. Scott Peterson killed his wife. No, Scott Peterson killed his wife. Maybe it was based and like she twisted everything around, maybe. I know she like like Scott Peterson, everyone thought that she was like kidnapped, but then you found I remember found out later that he was That's probably what I'm thinking of then. Okay. And this Okay, I don't know why this was in the trivia section, but I had to put it in. When Nick Dunn drives his father back to the retirement home, don't fear the reaper by Blue Oyster Cult plays on the car radio. This ambiguous song was also featured on Halloween when Annie is driving with Lori, and a cover version of the song was used in Scream when Billy enters Sydney's bedroom through the window. The song is also used in uh, Joe Eszrasz's unproduced screenplay Foreplay, as well as the opening credits of The Stand. Where did you find that fact? Because it's not IMDb. Yeah. Okay, guys would be like, where did someone put that? Like niche of a fun fact for this movie it's because can, can i tell you i love that song so when when i was re-watching it and the song was playing on the radio i'm like oh that's the song from screaming halloween now can i ask can i go back just for a quick second it's also the cowbell song just so everyone knows from snl mm-hmm. oh really See, that's more of a fun fact than when than you that. said
1: cowbells i thought you meant ali and aj disney <laughs> channel and i was like what
0: the fuck oh what a throwback what a throwback um is it, is it just me, or is it weird that Ben Affleck was, like, recommending based on the Blurred Lines video, but, like, she just is naked in that movie, in that video? Well,
1: is she's that like naked in this movie. Is that
0: why she recommended Because you know she has to be naked in the movie?
1: Possibly. It's also, like, really weird now, especially since now she admitted that Robin Thicke, like, basically sexually assaulted her.
0: Maybe that, that maybe it's because, like, that's the back of my said. head. I was like, that's just, like, a weird, like, check this video out for your actress. But I guess maybe she has to be naked, like, and maybe that's why she's like, okay, like, She's uncomfortable with nudity. She's actually not terrible in this movie. No, that was, like, one of my notes. She's actually a decent actress. She's been in a couple other things, actually, I think, too, after this.
1: Well, everyone has said that she is a decent actress. It's just unfortunate that, like, most of the roles that she has been, like, going for is really just, like, an objectifying type of role. Yeah.
0: But I liked her. I liked her, like, I liked her. What's the word? Um how she approached this job. I thought that was good. Like, she's like, I want to learn everything. It's like probably David Fincher is the perfect person for that. Yeah. But I, I, I wanted to, I don't know if you have this anywhere else. Just if I start to say, just say stop and I'll, yeah. I'll stop talking about it. I'll just cover my, my face so you can't tell. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is weird in the Zoom okay. too. Um, there was also talks about a sequel and like literally like Roseman Pike was like, I'm down for a sequel. No, it's not. Oh, okay, Gillian Flynn was like, I'll write it. But I, I it But it might be like a, down the road because when everyone's available. But like I haven't heard anything, so like I don't think it's happening anymore. Would you want a sequel? No, no. I probably say no. But it's just, I love the world of this. So I'm curious where it would go. Can I tell you my se- my spiritual sequel to this movie is I Care a Lot. I just want Roseman Pike to just play this character. See, but I didn't like I Care a Lot. <laughs> oh, I yeah, loved it. Yeah, I didn't it. like I Care a Lot either because it was too much of like a rip off of David Fincher you know what that's fine though i got my spiritual sequel in in i care a lot and rosamund pike was a badass in it so painful circle though spoiler for i care a lot but like she dies and i care a lot you actually get like the satisfaction <laughs> of someone like being if you hated that character and i and gone girl you get the satisfaction of her like being like getting killed at the end
1: so. but that's why i didn't like i care a lot because i was like Ugh, i love rosamund pike but i only love her in like Gone Girl and I'm like is this the only type Of role that she'll ever play that makes Me like be like I love Her because I Honestly everything else that I know she's Ever been in I was like oh god They're so bad these movies except maybe Like Jack Reacher
0: she got nominated For an Oscar for something Gone Girl no no another one it was Or maybe it was Golden Girl she was nominated for That Private War that's what I'm thinking Of yeah was it an Oscar or Golden Globe? Golden Globe Okay
1: is that the one where she has the eye Patch yes I don't think so (laughs) Okay.
0: Sorry, that's just such a weird thing to say. Is that the one where she has an eye patch?
1: <laughs> well, because, I mean, that's the defining trait of that character. No, and I, I know, remember being I know. like, oh, she has an eye patch. Well, because the only other things I remember her in are like terribly sci-fi action movies that she tried really hard and it just didn't work out, like Doom. Ugh, that was not good.
0: She is in a show that apparently is very good called The Wheel of Time. Oh, on- I already,
1: I've already started watching it. Is it good? It's okay it is definitely probably like a lesser version of game of thrones okay and the visual effects are really bad and the other thing is that everyone else around her are not great actors and actresses
0: okay so it's more of a popular show than a good show cuz it's like i keep seeing it all like these like on like social it's, media it's
1: a it's like a dungeons and dragons show so like if you're into like mythical type of things which normally i am then it's like you're going to be into that but okay. it's also like not the greatest thing i've seen i've seen shows that are far better yeah. aka game of thrones
0: i mean she has been in some big movies i mean she was miranda frost and die another day <laughs> she also uh played uh jane in pride and prejudice with Kira knightley Ah, uh, yes i she was barely
1: in that though
0: i enjoyed i i enjoy her in the world's end but i i might oh she's one, like the main lead female character, character right yeah. okay oh okay now I'm, yeah i feel like she's like in a lot? Or or a lot of like British. She's in a lot of British. But she takes, like, waves of, like, breaks, I feel like.
1: But that's what I was saying. I was like, she's in, like, so many things, but everything else that she's been in, I'm just like, ah, oh, she doesn't really make that big of an impact. And then the only other thing she, like, always makes an impact in is when is now when she plays the Amy type of character. Which isn't necessarily bad, but that's why I also didn't care for her. I care a lot. A
0: part of me thinks it's like, she's a really good actress. She's just choosing the wrong roles. And, like, the Amy character role she chooses, that's where she excels. But, like, I feel like she could excel in other things if she had the right, like, director and actors and all that stuff and script. I mean, she won the Golden Globe for I Care A Lot. Jimmy, look at me in the eye. Jimmy. You know that was a shock to everyone. It's a shock to her. Yeah. <laughs> and that year, Jodie Foster won the... That was a weird... Yeah, last year was a weird fucking year for the Golden Globes. <laughs> um, Is there any more shotgun facts before we take a break? No, that's it. Then we'll be right back with some more Gone Girl.
1: Oh, hi. Didn't hear you there. This is Amy. And Lexi. And we're coming at you from Confessions of Retail. All the tea. If you're a retail employee like us, then you know that there are some crazy, off the wall things that happen in
0: your line of work. Join us every Wednesday while we spill all this hot confessional tea on the line of work known as retail. Everything from our own experiences to listener submitted stories. And let me tell you, there are some crazy things that happen that even we can hardly believe. I know, right? You can find us on any major podcast directory. You can join us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, you can follow us on Twitter. And if you have hot tea to spill, you can send it our way to confessions of retail, all the tea
1: at gmail.com. We will see you in the confessional booth. I've killed for you.
0: Who else can say that? You think you'd be happy with a nice Midwestern girl? No way, baby. I'm Ed. Look, you're delusional. I mean, you're insane. Why would you even want this? Yes, I loved you. And then all we did was resent each other and try to control each other and cause each other pain. That's marriage. And we're back. I wish I had like as we were leaving the gong Girl score, but I love copyright. the gong Girl score. Well, let's 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 start. That I'm assuming is, we all love Gone Girl, right? No one, there's it's all consent. It's all consensual. That's no, not consensual. It's all consensual. <laughs> it's <laughs> all. <laughs> this is all consensual. It's a consensus that we all like it, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's just let, since we were talking about the score, let's just talk about the score. Like Trent Reznor and Atticus', Atticus score Finch, is inch, right? At, yeah, it's better. Than the Social Network. It's hard. Yes. If, if I, you saw me, I was like flinching back because I knew my brother was going to jump over the table. I can, I can get. I, I don't know if I can say it's better because the, the Social network's like my favorite movie of all time. The, but the, I will say, I the, the score is one of my tops. I mean, this this was in the trivia section. I could have put it in, but now that we're talking about the score, David Fincher's like to Trent Reznor and Atticus <laughs> Ross. He's like, I want the music like you're in a spa, but. You're very anxious, and you know something bad's going to happen. But, like, that's why the, it should have gotten an Oscar, because I felt I felt like it was a relaxing music, but when you actually start to listen to it, you become so tense and uncomfortable. And I'm like, how is this not fucking nominated for a best score? What was nominated for best score? Okay, I'm just going to leave up the scores <laughs> for that year so we can all decide on how bad the Oscars did that year. Um, I remember Wait, while you're looking really quickly, side story. The day the Oscar nominations came out, I think my brother had to, like... Become like a ball of mush and just like no one talked to him that day because he's like, Gone Girl got one nomination. What is happening in the world? I remember that was like a dark day for you, Jimmy. It was. I, rem- I remember. I remember. She was so sitting upset. Sitting there and I go, I go, it's over. I'm like, where's, where's the best score? Where's the best screenplay? Where's the best director? Where's the best picture? I, I, I just I, remember Jimmy I texting. Even, I would have even been like, where's the best actor and supporting actress? Like, where are all these people? Tyler Perry. I don't even care. Where's his best actor, supporting actor? But no. Okay, so that year was. Um, the Grand Budapest Hotel won, which I thought was a horrible score. Alexander Des- Desplat, right? Yes. Uh, intimidation. Inti- is it intimidation? Imitation game? Imitation. I couldn't read from that far away. I literally was like,
1: what's intimidation?
0: <laughs> the, imita- <laughs> the imitation game. Interstellar. Mr. Turner. No idea what that is. And the theory of everything. That the theory of everything... Was my pick for that year if Gongar wasn't nominated? Oh, I, I thought Interstellar this. was really. I would good.
1: I would have picked Interstellar.
0: No, and also johan Johansson is dead now, so now we're gonna have an Oscar. Who did? Which one did he score? Interstellar. Oh no, no, no! What's the one? I What's like? the one you just said? I don't. Oh, Theory of <laughs> Everything. <laughs> the Theory of Everything. I, I put my phone <laughs> down. Didn't feel like. He also did a rival He but then he wasn't able to be nominated because for some reason there was a rule. These rules. Was it sometimes. the timing? No, it had to do with, like, he used other music within it or something, and they oh, disqualified okay. him. I'm sorry. That that's bullshit, because it has Star Wars get every year get nominated. I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like, John Will- I love the score of Star Wars, but, like, it's very similar every year. But yet, every movie in the new trilogy got nominated. I don't know. but and I where's I was, Arrival? I was, Arrival- <sighs> I watched that a movie. fucking good movie. beautiful. We need to find a month- I don't with, know. Alien Invasion. We need to find a month where we can put Arrival in. You didn't like Arrival, Kelly? No, I didn't like Arrival. <gasps> oh God, how it's Amy, so good! Once again, Amy Adams snubbed. Okay, let's go back to Gone Girl. Um, I saw this movie five times in the theater. Gone Girl? Yeah. You saw? Why do I not remember that? I saw it with my aunt and uncle. I don't. I, I didn't ask it. you to like list where you. I saw took it. my grandmother to see it. Are you dragging people, or was it more um, like you saw it with us? You I saw it with your friends. You saw it me. So I saw it. Okay, at least four times. Maybe even no. I think I saw it five. I think I went another time later on, like it was still playing and I'm like, let's go see Gone Girl again. I think you saw it by yourself one time too. I might have went by myself. I remember when we saw it, I think you saw it before me because I think you went with like Kelly and all them. And like, you're like, just, you. I was like, eh, okay, like I'll go. And then you're like, no, no, you have to go. There's something that happens. It's the the scene. I still get nervous when I watch it. I never read the book. Did you read the book before the movie? I did read the book. So when I read the book, I was reading it and all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. Why is Amy driving down the highway? Like, wh- where is she going? And I was like, wait a minute, isn't Amy dead? I had to actually go back and start like that chapter over again because I just completely went over the fact that they switched to her point of view and was uh, she was alive. Kelly, did you see? Did oh, you read spoiler the book? Alert. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, spoiler alert.
1: Spoiler, but no, I honestly had no idea what Gone Girl was. I Same. had never seen a trailer. I had never seen anything or heard of the book. And all of a sudden, Jimmy and then one of our other friends were like, we read this book, we got to go see this movie, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, whatever, we'll go see this movie. And then I saw this movie, and I remember in the middle of the movie, I just was like, Amy Dunn is the most evil fucking genius in the world, and I think I'm in love with her.
0: <laughs> it's such a, like, because a, like, for me, I I was I didn't know that that twist was coming, and I was like, I think it was like, I'm like, I think I had the same reaction to Jimmy, but just in, like, watching the movie, I was like, Wait, is is this a flashback? C- can you rewind, please? I was, and I, that's why. And that's why I'm like. Sometimes I wish I watched it at home because i would be like, I just gotta go back a couple seconds. And then they go, and then they throw to like, w- like the montage. And I was like, What's happening? And then it's in that what all the stuff she wrote and which one was real, and which one's fake in her diary. And did you hear, like, I mean, not here. Did you read, like, what Gillian Flynn, like, how she adapted it for screen? Yeah, it was like the way the different pens and it was stuff. like a different like personality she was trying to like. Um, yeah, yeah. But that was I tell, I was telling Jimmy this, Kelly. Uh, I was like. I was like, the flashback seems so scripted, and I was like, and then, and then, like, I to be honest with you, I seen this movie, and I, I was like, surprising myself watching it again, and I was like, she was like, that's supposed to seem so scripted because it's supposed to seem so perfect, and you're supposed to know like the le- the le- the lesser scripted ones are what really happened. How the fuck did this not get best screenplay? Like that's that's what I'm saying. Mind blow. Gillian Flynn literally adapted her own book perfectly for film. I don't think, I don't, there was one issue I had with it, but. What was it? I can't tell you right now, because it might be in the trivia. Why would you put something that you would obviously talk about during the podcast in the trivia? Yeah, because it's not, it's not like. A oh, big, it's not a big it's thing? It's not like a big thing. Oh, it's okay. Just, okay. <laughs> you missed like one thing. Me and Kelly had the same reaction. Jimmy. No, it's just, I, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was, when I, when I read it, I was like, oh my God, she was actually doing that? But, okay. but also like, also how did this not get directing? Because it takes like the murder mystery kind of like trope and just like flips it over and over and over again you have like three different acts yeah it's in the book it's 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 him her and then kind of them together boy loses girl and then it goes to girl loses boy and then girl goes back to boy or something like that. that's how the, the the acts are in the book
1: I'm gonna say I think it goes back to again that I think Gone Girl was like one of the biggest the fact that it cause it's a main it was a mainstream movie I think that's just like what took it out of the Oscars to be honest. Cause there's really no reason why gone girls shouldn't have gotten more nominations, especially after we just went through like the movies that came out that year where it was like, they weren't particularly strong.
0: Like, I'm sorry though. Like I, that's why like, I never, that's like the one thing with the Oscars. It's like, they have these things where it's like, Oh, this person deserves to win. I'm like, okay, but it's about the movies. So like maybe maybe base it on that. And then it's like, Oh, these movies don't get recognized. I'm like, but isn't this the best of? Like sometimes, movie can be a horror movie. A movie can be a superhero movie. A movie can be like a thriller and get nominated. And like you should win if that's the best movie. Um, I will forever be saying that Toni Collette should have been nominated for Hereditary. And that's fine because I agree. I think Lippia she was very and good. Lupita Nyong'o should have been nominated for Us. I agree. And Florence Pugh should be nominated for Midsommar. and all of those three were. Well, she got out. the
1: nomination for another movie. I know you th- I liked her better in Little Woman.
0: I know you think the nomination was strictly for Midsummer, but I think it was for Little Woman, and it didn't help that Midsummer. she was amazing in as well. And I, I mean, hereditary, people actually were a little shocked that Toni Collette, because the scene where she's screaming at the kid, I know Kelly's never seen, but you've probably seen that clip online. I agree with you. I think there's sometimes where, and like the very few sneak through the Oscars. Wow, wait,
1: hold on, Jimmy, you did not bring up Michelle Williams for Blue Valentine over Natalie Portman and Black Swan because uh, you and I me know. had the biggest fucking know, fight about that. Michelle Williams
0: was <laughs> a genius in that. I never saw Blue Valentine, so I can't speak on it. Do you know though a horror movie that did do very well at the Oscars? It's Silence of the Lambs, The Exorcist. I was about to say The did Exorcist. It win. Linda. It won screenplay and Linda Blair, they said, would have won Best Supporting Actress, but about a week before voting, it came out that the another actress was doing the voice. Isn't that what the controversy was Natalie Portman as well? They found out but after she won yeah. They found out that she, she wasn't, wasn't dancing. Yeah. But they said that, that she wasn't doing the voice and it was another actress that who had like won an Oscar a couple a while ago who just smoked like twenty packs a day to get that voice. And so she lost. Personally, I think Andrew Garfield should win strictly because I've been watching behind the scenes of Tick Tick Boom. No, I'm saying because of all this stuff. Like we were talking horror. and All of a sudden you're going to tick tick. Where did Andrew
1: Garfield come? It it comes.
0: It comes. It comes comes for a second because I've been watching his behind the scenes and like I do think that sways like who should win or not. Like yes, you can be amazing at acting, but like also your preparation and like I can see why people didn't want to vote for her if if it wasn't truly her doing it. Why do you not agree that? She still should have won, you think? She was still very good. Okay, I, I can't remember. I, I know she was very good, but I can't remember who else was like, nominated she still that year. Has, I've, never, what, 19- I've never seen The Exorcist. There could have been better people.
1: I don't know. It has nothing... Like, for me, I've never seen The Exorcist, but in my opinion, the fact that she didn't do the voice, I think, does hurt a lot. It does. Because, yeah. isn't she, like, used that demonic voice probably for 75% of her scenes?
0: Yeah, but it's also like the facial expressions that go along with it.
1: But that's also makeup and stuff. That's not her doing it.
0: I'm not saying she should have been nominated, but maybe she shouldn't have won because you find out. Like I'm saying, I love Natalie Portman Black Swan, but finding out she didn't dance, it does hurt it a little bit.
1: But I think it also has to do with the metric of like how much that in how much what they're doing embodies the character. So let's look at Rami Malek. He did not sing, obviously um obviously he he he, uh the actual singer freddie mercury was doing the singing. like yes he's a singer but it didn't it's not like the acting was still there like when it comes to i guess the exorcist which again i have not seen so i could be totally off if most of her voice acting or anything wasn't even done by her then it's kind of like do we count that natalie portman now that you guys said that i can see why because dancing was like such a facet of the character. Like, she had to do all the portraying and stuff like that. Of like, and so, like, I could see it, but like, for The Exorcist, I don't know. Like, she uses that voice probably the entire movie, right?
0: I think it's most of it. Yeah. It's about 60 to 70% of the movie.
1: So, like, can we really give an Oscar for best acting for a little girl thrashing on the bed most of the time?
0: Now, I will say though, I, w- I, the Rami Malek thing does fall on that like negative side of that because I, I was like should he be nominated sure but I don't know if he should have won because he wasn't doing everything. Yeah, Taron Egerton uh, doesn't even get nominated. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that that is bullshit. But I guess it also has to do with the fact that like you know it's not just singing he's doing like that's not his entire character.
0: No, no, no. That's why I said like he should be nominated. But there's a part where it's like other actors but might Taryn have done Edgerton more. Did oh yeah definitely he he, he he sung for that too right that yeah. wasn't out John. Yeah. yeah that. I feel like they were like, we can't, we can't nominate a bunch of biopics again. Like we did it for Bohemian Rhapsody, which is also another reason why the Oscars are so like meticulous with their nominations. It's kind of stupid.
1: Was that the year that they wanted the popular category?
0: No, that was the year before. Cause, the, uh, Rocket Man was 2019. They wanted it for Black Panther for 2018. Yeah, because they were scared it wasn't going to get nominated. and People that's bullshit. So
1: that probably also could have influenced it as well. Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody just being like, okay, here's a semi-mainstream movie. Oh no, that, that's
0: true. Yeah, I, I didn't think of it. Best,
1: best picture, best uh, picture.
0: Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: Oh no, <laughs> yeah, the Green Book.
0: That was a very see. That was a very I feel like mainstream year. I feel like because for some reason I feel like the Kelly's right. The popular the popular. Category shit like that affected it. They're like, oh no, we have to. They didn't want that, but we still got to somehow incorporate it. So they's not, they want everyone won that was, uh, because wait, who won for actress that year?
1: Olivia okay. Coleman. Okay, she was amazing. She so, was amazing.
0: And-, and actually, she was not mainstream at all. That movie, The Favorite, is that not movie, mainstream. I don't know who did she, oh, she beat Glenn Close and Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga. Okay, wait, so I want to go back. I want to go back to the movie we're talking about, the movie we're talking about, Gone Girl. Now, I, I, I think this episode is just going to be us bashing the AMPAs Oscars. because how um, no, you know they didn't I'm, nominate Gone Girl for anything.
1: This all stems, this is still about Gone Girl. It all stems from the fact that Gone Girl is such a good movie and got snubbed so hard because it was a mainstream movie.
0: And that's the biggest problem, biggest prob- well, not the biggest, but like that the mainstream mixed with like genres, Oscars for some reason are like, are those movies? Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize they came out this year. Really quickly, but like, literally the cinematography could have got nominated. The score could have got nominated more acting could have got nominated directing could have got nominated but like it literally makeup sure if you want i mean i wouldn't say it's the top one but Costume. sure oh,
1: but costumes yes because they did they made a big thing about fashion in this movie when it came to dressing um rosamund pike's character they made it they dressed her in a certain way and then as obviously we know that her her like um like visually her outfits changed because she was also undercover but like there was a purpose to it and I don't remember exactly but it was like you know when she was with you know trying to be the cool girl we put her in like these certain colors type of neutral and then as she got more and more unhappy we changed the color scheme and then obviously everything just changed by like kind of the end of the movie but like costumes was, like, a very big thing for Gone Girl, actually. Like, they put a lot of thought into it.
0: I hate to bring it back to the Oscars, but I feel like the Oscars don't do that either. They, they, they like to nominate the period pieces because, like, the costumes are just so, like, large and right in your face, and, like, they don't take the chance to, like, see certain movies with, like, hair and makeup and costumes, the subtlety of certain things they're doing and how they Crazy do it That
1: was snubbed. That was snubbed. I should have gotten costumes.
0: They should make a... Someone should... I know they did it for the Razzies for, like, worst movies, but they should do it for, like the um the snubbed awards like who I guess doesn't someone do that actually they take the people who were snubbed and just like see who win out of that I have no idea no okay I might be making that up maybe we should do that but anyway oh does anyone okay this is might be just my opinion but I also I think Rosamund Pike's the only person that could ever play this role and I kind of think Ben Affleck like I can't really see much other people as as Nick Dunn because of he plays the perfect amount of douchey but then kind of like gets your attention with, like, he, he like, makes you feel for him at a certain part of the movie. Did anyone else agree with me on that or no?
1: Well, they said that they drew a lot, like, Ben Affleck drew a lot from his real life at the time. So with all the media scrutiny and everything he went through, uh, I think it was David Fincher someone saying that, you know, Ben was extremely helpful towards the movie because not only has he been a director, but because he's been someone who's been under such media scrutiny in his life that he knew exactly how to play it he knows exactly he knew exactly what how to input it like when he was in front of people to be like hey like to put on a facade to hide what he's doing so he was just like i don't think there was anyone else that could have done it any better than him
0: like i know this is our good for her month but i for this particular movie i call i because it's kind of like the i kind of call it good for them because tech i know she gets the, I know she gets the revenge in the end, but he kind of gets back at her throughout the movie sometimes too, like with the interview and all that stuff. He didn't get back at her. He pretty much was saying, you better come home. But they're both kind of like, you're both kind of like rooting for both of them to like win and lose at the same time. At least for me, I was like at certain parts. The first one, I hated I hated Ben Affleck in the first like act. The second act, I didn't really care for Roseman Pike because like you kind of find out she's crazy. That That's when you're like... I like her. No, but I, I like it because they actually, Gillian Flynn, that was a big thing. She's like, I wanted to show like women are just as evil as men. And I was like, you did a great job with that. And then the third is like, mm-hmm. the third act is like you hate both of them because like they're both just terrible people and belong together. Like <laughs> that's why like this is like a good for them. Like tech, I, I you know it's a good for her movie, but also like I consider it like a, like a quote unquote good for them because both of them were going at each other. I don't consider it good for them because in the end she won. But 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 he kind of got jabs at her too throughout the movie. He gets no, jabs but at her those weren't
1: jabs. Those in, were attempts at luring her yeah. back to the house.
0: At the end, she wins. She stays with him. She she has him forever now. No,
1: I yeah, I, he's fucked.
0: I know it's I know, I I do consider it good for her, but in my mind, I also like kind of have like a good for them. I don't know. That's that, no, that, that's, because oh, no. he
1: didn't. He didn't. He didn't get anything out of it. He. Like, what you're thinking as Jabs, I view as him trying to lure her back, but he didn't gain anything. He didn't unearth Amy being a terrible person. No one knows that Amy's a terrible person.
0: Except for the the, the cop, the detective, the, the detective uh Tara, Tyler Perry, and the sister. Maybe because, maybe I'm thinking, like, it's just, like, he was, she had this plan, and he kind of, he did kind of, like, knock her plan down a little bit. When he did that intro, she thought it was about to go, like, he there he was going to get the death penalty. Yeah. no
1: but she also was gonna kill herself but in the end she got everything she gets to live she gets the she gets the fame she gets the baby she gets the dude she gets everything and that she, she wants
0: and she got to not blame it on him she it bl- bl- blamed it on a uh, the, the desi character but he did alter her plan and get in the middle of it but but she but I think didn't had those Because if you look at the calendar, it has kill self, like in question marks, and it's on every single month. So she had, like, backup plan after backup plan. Like, okay, if this happens, maybe we won't do it this time, or I need to do this before that. Like, she knew she had a plan. I guess we see it differently. I mean, I I get what you're saying, but I I still have that in the back of my head thinking, like, he still... And the only reason why she went to the the other guy was because they stole all all her money. Yeah. And then that eventually, like, she realizes, yeah. oh, I can kind of pin this on him now and go back to Nick and screw but him I, over even more now.
1: It also can't be a back and forth, back and forth if he doesn't gain anything. He's not validated. But he
0: also is not, he's not on trial for murder anymore, though. No, but at the, yeah, but at he, the end, he they, they still go, I still need you to admit to spending all the money and 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 having an, and like hitting me or something but does he though you yeah. don't he d- to, yeah do you find okay yes yeah. uh, because, okay. because she's like if you don't then i'll like do
1: all this other stuff
0: i still think she won in the end but i think they both kind of went back and forth throughout the movie in my opinion but i think we're not gonna agree on that but yeah
1: they're both just really terrible people but they for really, some reason they're and so they're they so magnetic that i can't together. stop watching them
0: this is when like you think when like a lot of people are like it's hard to have a, a, unlikable characters this should be like the they teach a class saying how to make a movie with unlikable characters that still get your attention, like what Kelly said they're magnetic, they're chemistry. I'm like, well, fuck, I hate them, but yet I can't stop watching them. It's like a train wreck it really it was like that it's like that metaphor you can't stop watching
1: hmm exactly, but that also has to do with the actors like you this this gone girl is one of the perfect movies to be like choosing the correct actors is really, really important, so This is like, because I went on, I got really bored one day and I went on a, what do you call it? A total deep dive into the Sony email hacking that happened back in that, during that year. And I was reading the emails. They only briefly mentioned her, but David Fincher was like, because they were, they were shitting on Angelina Jolie. And when she wanted to make that Cleopatra movie Mm -hmm. and David Fincher literally said, he was like, I met Rosamund Pike. 14 fucking times to discuss the character and have her audition for Gone Girl. And he was just like and yet Angeline but the, it was he said that but it to be like and Angeline Jolie just wants me to be in this fucking movie look, to direct her movie because she's Angelina Jolie with no conversations or anything like that. But that's one but like Roseman Pike 14 times. Imagine having to go through that. Like that's horrible.
0: Within my time working in the past I did go through something not similar, but just it reminds me of it. And what I went through was a lot, so I can only imagine. But you know what? That's also because it's a. She's not. I don't think she was that big in 2014, right, Rosemond Pike? No. No,
1: because she hadn't had anything. That's Her biggest the difference. Movie was James Bond. I'm pretty the sure. The world's
0: end. It was. She was more big in Britain. But pretty much what Kelly's saying is like that's how like when you're like I feel like those emails kind of showed like when you're like a big person in Hollywood, you can get anything done. You can be the wrong person, the wrong movie, everything, but yet like you can be perfect for something and come in and come back and come back and come back and then like show everyone how good you are. It just kind of shows the, the balance structure of, of Hollywood.
1: It's just like casting is so important. Just like Sarah Michelle Gellar, I think auditioned for Buffy over 10 times as well.
0: David Fincher uh, said that he found everyone through like he, when he was looking, he just kind of like Googled everyone like actors that people are giving him and he, like, I think that's what he saw, like, Ben Affleck and all the media uh, scrutiny he was going under. I guess he Googled, like, Roseman Pike and saw something in her. But I, I thought that was a really interesting way to do casting. Kind of, like, Google everyone and kind of watch videos on them, see how they act and all that. Because they, these two people literally embody the characters so perfectly. And it doesn't always work that way.
1: No, it doesn't. Because sometimes it's, like, you can pick someone who, on paper, like, this should have been amazing. But then it just didn't work. Like, what was that movie with Angelina Jolie and Johnny Depp?
0: Oh, the, the, the tourist, the tourist.
1: tourist, like would you not think that a movie with Johnny Depp and Angela and Jolie would be like real, like amazing, especially with the type of filmography they do and the way they act. And then it was like, it, it it's pandas, like a terrible fucking movie with two people who have zero chemistry with one another. No. Yeah. Sometimes you hear feel the... like recently a movie has come out like that. Sometimes right? you Where hear was the like, cast. How is
0: this terrible. Yeah. You hear. don't the... look up. <laughs> People like yeah. that, though. I don't, I don't think any of us liked it, but people, that's like, people do like it.
1: Well, yeah, there are obviously going to be people that like it, but it's like, you have a, mo- a movie, don't look up with a cast so stacked like that, Yeah, and yet it's not a good movie.
0: The Roseman Pike's portrayal also reminds me of like Carrie Mulligan, where she can snap her fingers, and her complete, like, performance changes, which I also was glad she got nominated for an Oscar, because, like, Carrie Mulligan, when she, like, went from, like, kind of like the ditzy girl to, like, what are you doing? Like, stop. She did the same thing where I was like, "Oh, I'm the happy like housewife," and then she switches and she was like this like crazy psychopath, and I was like, "But yet I like like both cat." I was like, "You do both so well." Her English, her American accent also sounds fake. Is that just me? It sounds too good. Like it sounds like it's
1: too proper. It's too it's so velvety, too clean cut, but and
0: too proper. I feel like that but goes like, with the character. I like the way she
1: speaks, though.
0: <laughs> she was raised with money, so no, no. I'm just saying, like her, her. It almost was like ASMR. I was like, it sounds too like delicious. Her voice is that. That sounds gross to say, but like, it was just like I'm like I can listen to you talk. I can listen to you narrate your fucking diary forever.
1: But it was also, like, funny the way she changed it, though. Like, whenever we saw, like, her flashback scenes of her, you know, having difficulties with Ben Affleck's character when she's like, are you playing video games again? Like, you know, we'll get through this together, blah, blah, blah. And then you hear her reading her diary, and her voice is just, like, literally devoid of motion. Yeah. Which is, like, get your stupid fucking neighbor to be your best friend. And that was like that was great. just the way she changes the cadence of her voice where it's like in the flashbacks. It's like, oh, you feel bad for her because she's just like, you know, she's a girl falling in love. And then like you hear her reading her diary where it's just like everyone is a fucking moron but me.
0: <laughs> it's kind of like the clip we played at the very like, the, like it's, she was, it's the, the cool, cool girl. Mom, like She has like no cool emotion. Girl. And at the end, she's like, and I present my mouth for fucking. And I was like the way she said it, it's just so cold. But I'm like, it's so deliverable. I was like, damn, I was that's like, because she's that's so who's the character. I know she's she's acting 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 she's an
1: actor I still like always remember I don't think I'll ever forget my experience in the theater watching this movie though because when everything was revealed I was completely taken aback and I was just in absolute awe of Rosamund Pike to like,
0: be awe. to be honest though I haven't seen I've only seen it a couple times after watching in theaters but like I when I was re-watching it I was like still like on the edge of my seat and I'm like I know what happens, but I'm still so excited. This, there is one scene in this movie that gets me anxious every single time. And I read the book, and I've seen this movie at least ten times. Tell us. It's the scene with the champagne bottle. I'm like, oh, God, it's it's coming. Well, because it starts with the video. You see her like in the video monitor. like looks like she's been getting Rape raped for yeah, a while. And then she takes the champagne bottle and pops the sh- foil off and you're like, uh uh wish to put in that champagne editing bottle. in that scene where they're, like, having sex and, like, then she just, and, like, the flashes to black, I'm like, once again, have this not get fucking best editing. Like, it's just, it's mind-boggling. I hope the Academy <laughs> Awards is listening to this podcast and saying, well, fuck, we got it wrong. They even gave Girl with the Dragon Tattoo more nominations, and I enjoy, I mean, I loved Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, but... to For, for me, you can't go wrong with David Fincher, but, like, there's some that he's just incredible, like... Social Network, Gone Girl, like, my two favorite from him. And, like, Social Network got a lot. Girl with Dragon Tattoo got a lot. Curious Case, of Benjamin Button got a lot. Like, all his movies usually get a lot. And maybe it's because what Kelly says, this was, like, this is his highest grossing film. So, quote-unquote, becomes his most mainstream film. And they're like, ooh, we can't nominate you anymore.
1: Sorry. I really think that's the only reason why it was getting snubbed, because it's such a mainstream type of film. And because it got so much buzz, I mean, not that those other movies didn't get buzz, but like Gone Girl was like in the media, like crazy when it came out. Cause all the twists and turns and everyone was just like, Oh fuck. And then like just the things like Ben Affleck's nudity, Neil Patrick Harris's nudity, even though I'm like, why are we talking so much about nudity now that I just said that so many times, <laughs> but they did talk. That was like a huge thing in the media. Well,
0: that's also cause that was like, Male nudity still wasn't, like, a big... I feel like female nudity was so common, male nudity wasn't, so that was a big thing, too. The only thing getting male nudity, like, into the thing right now is euphoria, and I think that's just... Oh, my God, there's so many dicks in that. (laughs) Pam and Tommy's about to put that in there, too. (sighs) Sorry, okay. This is the... Okay, besides, like, Marvel films, which, you know, going in there, people are going to be, like, screaming and clapping and all that stuff. There's two movies that I remember the theater. It's this... But my number one is Get Out because yes, I was out. not expecting Get Out to be what it was about, and the theater was literally screaming at the screen, being like, like when when the cops pulled up at the very end. Oh my oh god! Oh my god! Yes, my god. I People were like screaming, "Oh no, he's gonna get shot!" And then it was um the the, the Lil, friend, Rel. Lil Rel and I think the theater yeah. like exploded in clapping. I think that's one of the, like, the one times I will, like, never forget a theatrical, like, Matt's probably, like, Avengers or something, like, not just get out. No, I was actually, literally, before you said, like, go back to, I was going to say, this movie had surprises that a movie, that can get you excited in the moment of the theater with an audience, that a lot of movies, besides usually comic book movies, because there's so many things to surprise people with, to pull from the material... They don't do, or they spoil it before the movie comes out. I was going to say the same thing. Actually. I mean, to you, I mean, I think I was in the wrong theater. But scream, you said people like were losing their minds. It was like a Marvel movie. That's what I'm saying. It, there's I certain... was in the wrong theater where we saw it. There's certain. Yeah. He yeah. said he said even Lemon Squares got an applause. Oh, every little fucking thing got an and applause. Me, me, every time someone says Lemon Squares, I'm like oh, Deputy Judy Hicks. Lemon Squares. But no, I I was like and, that. And Heather M- Materazzo, he said got applause, and I was like, oh, she's back. And Matt's like. Oh, I don't remember her in any movie. Yeah, I don't remember her. She was scream three, right? <laughs> she was scream. Yeah, I don't She's remember that movie. sister. But also, I was gonna say like, I, I when I was watching Get Out, I watched it at home. I somehow did not spoil myself, and I watched it, like a year later, and I was still like that watching it. It's just nice to have surprises in movies. I feel like that is missing in a lot of stuff now, and that's why like this movie also was heightened because like when you can have something that truly surprises you nowadays, it makes it even more special
1: it's missing a lot because Hollywood has gone away from originality. If it's, it, it, everything has to be from a source material or a reboot or something. They like have no imagination. I mean, this is just in general because I know Gone Girl is based off a book, but still like.
0: Yeah, but books are different. It's not like you're sign? remaking a movie or restarting a movie franchise.
1: No. Yeah. But
0: I mean, a lot yeah, of like, people like with Game of Thrones, everyone was like, everyone who had read the book didn't spoil the Red Wedding and they were all like, we have been waiting for this to be on, so everyone can just suffer in our pain. Unfortunately, people a lot of people don't. <laughs> I feel like not as many people read books as they watch movies. Unfortunately, so I think that's why the when you adapt uh, novels, they don't get spoiled as 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 easily. To be honest, I think right now, like the two most like shocking franchises that can be coming out are Knives Out with the second one. I think that's going to be a very twisty one, and then Scream is also like it's not. It's more like of a whodunit. In a horror version. Well that's who are always uh twisty. Yeah. Twisty turny.
1: I'm just afraid knives out might go too far.
0: I like when they go crazy with who cause like I like to not I like to be surprised with those. Any last thoughts before we go, before we go on the game? Um the this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Win <laughs> lose. question okay, so how we're gonna do this today is we're just the first person to scream and who I hear scream first wins. Can we just make noises? After I finish the question and answers, the person who says Boop first gets to answer. Question number one What baseball hat shut down production for three days? Oh, A, the New York Yankees, B, the New York Mets, or C, the Boston Red Sox. Boop,
1: boop, boop, Matt, boop, Matt, Matt, I heard boop. Matt say
0: it first. The New York Yankees.
1: Are you serious? I said it before you even finished talking.
0: I heard Matt say it first. I thought you were supposed to wait till after the question.
1: I waited and I kept saying boop, 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 boop.
0: Oh, I did not hear that. I Yankees. Yankees. Matt got it. Okay, I was... If,
1: if I'm on a delay, I'm going to kill you guys. <laughs>
0: well, I think you are because I've been saying it for how many weeks now? No one wants to believe me. I, I was going to say that. I was like, I feel like that's because you didn't mention it all. I was like, that's definitely a trivia because I wanted to talk about that because I was reading things. David Fincher said it shut down for four days. Ben Affleck was like, we were shooting back up after 20 minutes. So, a mystery. Question two what does amy do in the book to make sure nick doesn't leave her that did not end up in the movie he holds she holds nick's cat hostage she drinks drain cleaner and then saves her own puke in a jar or she threatens to have his sister killed boop matt puke yes in the, yes in the book that is the one thing i was like because that like made her seem very crazy and that's the one thing i was like they should have kept that in the movie Can i ask a question did you make up the cat one yes yes <laughs> Held his cat hostage. Wait, what was the third option? Or had or ha- would have his sister killed? See, that makes sense. The puke makes sense. Hold his cat hostage. <laughs> yeah, that one was that one. I was like,
1: obviously, it's not that one. I was like, the puking one sounds so easy. Yeah, she though. was
0: doing. She was either drinking. I think it was drain cleaner or antifreeze, and then she would like throw it right back up and like hide it somewhere, so they then they can be like. Oh, he's poisoning me. I, I have the proof. A part of me thinks you told me that like as soon as the credits start rolling. what well, they didn't include in I this did movie. because that was one of the things they didn't include. Okay, yeah. third question. Final question? Yes. Okay.
1: It's pointless. I already lost the first two.
0: How much weight did Rosamund Pike gain slash lose during the course of filming? A, 20 pounds. B, 13 pounds. Or C, 5 pounds. Kelly, go for it. I don't know. A. No. What is it? It's B, 13 pounds. She... Gained and then lost within filming? Wasn't yes. Didn't
1: she wear like a, I thought they put like a fat suit on her for when she had to get a little bigger. Not a fat suit, but a chub they suit. They gave
0: her some little padding, but I know she did gain weight. I w- did anyone else wonder why he got so buffed halfway through the movie? Batman versus Superman. Yeah. I was like, wait, didn't he film that around now? I was like, he's kind of chubby. And then I was like, towards the end, I was like, whoa, he just got like, he's like in shape in his like, <laughs> y- in his like Yankees or whatever uh, Red Sox shirt he was in, or Mets. It was Mets because of the whole thing, but. Good questions, Jim. Good questions. Thanks. How many more books do they have to adapt from Gillian Flynn? I know they did Sharp Objects in the show, which was great. I read the book. Amazing. They have none because they made like a direct-to-TV one of uh, Dark Places. Oh, it was not that great? I'm assuming it was then. It Charlize Theron and it apparently was not good. I'm I shocked. I did not it. hear.
1: It. I've heard nothing about it, so.
0: I'm. Sh- I'm now I'm vaguely hearing something about I remember hearing something about Sharp Objects, you like did not want to watch. And I was like, you need to watch this. It is obsessive. Well, then I read the book. And the book was, I could not stop reading the book. And then I watched a TV show and I was like, this is good. I still like Gone Girl better, but like.
1: I know Jimmy kept trying to get me to watch it. And I think I had watched like one episode and it wasn't that it was bad. It was just like, I just, I couldn't handle it.
0: It's a slow burn <laughs> for a little bit. And then Gillian Flynn and David Finch were supposed to make an HBO show. They got like stuck in. I think, production she, I would say never. she's one of the best, Gillian Flynn's one of the best, like, Screenwriter who is also an author because she, she can adapt it perfectly. She was also, um, she was a writer for Entertainment Weekly. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. once, once J K. No, no, I mean J K. Rowling. I love her. The books were good, but once she started like writing the scripts for the Fantastic Beasts, they were not. Fantastic
1: Beasts sucks. Yeah. I know that Jimmy likes the first movie, but I do not like any of those the movies. The scripts
0: really fell off. And, like, they just weren't, like, the original Harry Potter. And I was like, that's so weird because you wrote the books. But she was writing them like a book. You write for a book. You write for a movie. It's different. Yeah.
1: Okay. But it's also, like, Fantastic Beasts isn't a fleshed-out story. So that's the thing. Like, Fantastic Beasts, like, the book, like, people who know Harry Potter, it's just a journal. It's not an actual book. Yeah. She just, like, made up a bunch of stuff. And it's, like, without the book to, like, do it, it's, like, you Putting all that detail in, but also not having that detail. It's like, okay, well, like you can't put all of this in.
0: You have to choose a happy medium. You can't have nothing, but yeah, everything.
1: Yeah. You can't do that with a movie and you don't have a book to back it up. So I don't know what you're going to do.
0: Make the cursed child maybe into a film. Or like a prequel.
1: I like, I I don't understand why she, like, I know Fantastic Beasts is a prequel, but a prequel with like Lily and James, because it's like, you already have that history. Yeah. So it'd be much easier for you to write something. Because clearly you are not good at creating a world just for the movie without any other source material because it's just not working.
0: Exactly. Are we ready for some... I'm going to go balls to the walls. Give it a 10. Kelly? 10. Whoa! 10. Oh, my God. Wait, I I didn't know this was happening. My buttons weren't ready. (laughs) It's a 10. Guys, 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 guys. This is some big news. This is the second... Only episode we had where we given it 10, 10, 10 because it's a perfect film. That
1: and Parasite. I like. I was like, is there anything actually that I can detract from Gone Girl? And I'm just like, no. That's there's not, literally nothing I can detract from Gone Girl. There is nothing I don't like about it.
0: It's two and a half hours, but that two and a half hours like flew, flies by. It really does. And that's why I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, wait, I was going to give it a nine, but I was like, wait, I don't think I have any cons for this movie.
1: I was going to give it a nine and a half and I was just like, I have no cons and guys like, please also just know that just because we're giving, we all three of us have given that perfect 10. That does not mean it's our favorite movie of all time.
0: No. Yeah. It's close to it. Well, for Jimmy it is. Yeah.
1: Well, for Jimmy it is, but it is not like, again, there's also enjoyment factor and everything like that, that goes into it. But like, I'm giving it a 10 because it, like in my eyes it is a perfect movie but that doesn't necessarily mean it's my personal perfect favorite perfect movie
0: to be honest this could have been three hours and i totally been fine with it it really does fly by i'll I'll allow them to remake it as a mini-series i've decided three episode (laughs) mini-series I can't because it's like I already know it all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want it I don't know if I want it remade. If anything, but, I would want and a I sequel. Don't, I but, don't
1: want I don't want any other actors or actresses in that in those roles. Exactly. No, Roseman Pike would have to come back.
0: I would want a sequel over a remake. I would like to see what happened like fifteen years later. Actually no with their child. I would like to see what, what's going on with the child and how they're do, dealing with that. That the child is serial killer. That's Let's what I want to see. Also, I just want to throw out Kim Dickens is great in this too. Who? Kim Dickens. Kim Dickens, the, de- the, the detective. detective. Oh, she was very good, yes. Um, so we're going to do our last thing before we go. MVP, LVP. We're going to go to you last for both. I'll, I'll do first for MVP, Jimmy. What's your What's your most valuable player? In between two. i I'll Because you want to say
1: Carrie Coon. No,
0: I was going to say Rosamund Pike or the score. But I'm going to go with Rosamund Pike. Okay, Kelly? I want
1: to say
0: Rosamund Pike, but I also might say Ben Affleck. So is it a combo MVP? Know
1: it's like a combo of them because with you can't have one without the the other
0: how about just the acting
1: okay the acting
0: i'll go with i was gonna go with amy i was gonna go Rosemont pike i'm gonna give it to give gillian flid to kind of flesh it all out for us because that writing was beautiful lvp i have mine ready to go i'm gonna have to say can i go yeah the oscars for snubbing it everything except for actress. But that's not a part of the movie. It's associated with the movie. Oh, fine. Okay, Kelly?
1: Casey Wilson, because she got played.
0: <laughs> I was actually thinking of either Casey Wilson or Missy Pyle. Oh, she I hated Missy Pyle. Oh, I forgot about her. Oh, my
1: God. I was so pissed at her. when, when Every time Amy jumps up and then the money bag falls, I'm like, fuck, fuck,
0: fuck. Oh. <laughs> Wait, why are you talking about that when I'm talking about Missy Pyle?
1: I don't know. I just
0: thought of that and I thought Missy Pie. <laughs> <laughs> like, Missy Pye was like the Nancy Grace character. I'm surprised you didn't I say know the, who she is. I'm surprised you didn't say the two people who stole her money. No, I like them. I like that <laughs> actress. Final notes before we go. It's a perfect film. Obviously for Pop or Review Sanders, it is truly a perfect film. So that was our third week of. Good for her. Our good for her month. We've done Midsommar. We've done Jennifer's Body. We just did Gone Girl. And what is our final week, Jimmy heathers what's your favorite quote from heathers leave us off on a beautiful quote from heathers fuck me gently with a chainsaw (laughs) (laughs) see you guys later bye 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 thanks so much for listening you can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we want to hear what you think so leave us a review give us some likes on social media at pop poor review click around www.popporeview.com Become a member of our Patreon, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titancast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titancast episode.